that's the beauty of being in a place where you're like starting something new is when you can be on that edge of excited and then kind of equally terrified, but not so scared that it's going to like, you're scared for your life or something like that. It's that it, those two things in combination in the right amounts creates excitement. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditch the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. Hey friend, for years now, I've given you a ton of stories on remote workers and digital nomads on this podcast, but I've come to realize that many of you beginners are still unsure on how to take the first steps to creating a freedom lifestyle through online work. Maybe you've been too afraid to take the plunge or just don't feel confident enough to land that online job due to inexperience. Well, I'm excited to announce that I've created a new YouTube series called Trying Remote, where I try a new online job or gig every month month to give you a glimpse of what it takes to land a remote job. So if you need a little boost to try something new or just want to see what it takes to get started, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash trying remote. Again, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash trying remote to find our videos and to subscribe to our new series on YouTube. So please come and join me there so we can uncomfortably grow together. On this episode, I'm so excited to speak with Sherry, who is a long-term traveler, blogger, and photographer with one goal in mind, which is to make you wish you were somewhere else. She writes about her travel lifestyle and around-the-world adventures on oddsworld.com and her social media channels. She's lived in Vietnam, drove 10,000 miles from London to Mongolia, walked across Spain on the Camino de Santiago hike, kayaked in Antarctica, and drove an auto rickshaw across india for charity who that is amazing and a lot and she continues to seek out epic adventures to intriguing places in order to challenge herself and inspire people to overcome their fears and reap the benefits of travel so listen on to find out how this long-term traveler seeks out epic adventures Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am really excited to speak with my guest today. I'm here with Sherry. Hey Sherry, how are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me, Debbie. This is awesome. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk to you because you have a really interesting story. Obviously, you have an offbeat life and you know we want to learn more about that. So can you tell us more about you, Sherry, and why you live an offbeat life? <laughs> um, sure. And my story goes way back. Um, in fact, I, I kind of consider myself somewhat of a pioneer in this whole digital nomad offbeat life thing. I mean, obviously it was being done way before, but I think I was, I got into this all kind of at the beginning of when social media was coming out and the idea of blogs were coming out. And so, um, so I've been at it a long time. Uh, I am a travel blogger, a content creator, um, and I started this whole process back in 2006 uh, when I quit my corporate career and took off for what I thought was going to be one year as a career break. And it, you know, my whole life was transformed basically into, you know, kind of the, the short story is into uh, being nomadic for 11 years um, while I traveled around the world and, 
you know, kept up my blog and figured out how to monetize all of that. And that's what I still do today. So it's been 16 years of kind of building this lifestyle. And it's funny because, like I said, I had the intention to go back to my corporate career after a year of a career break because I thought, because that was really at the time the only thing that was really available or seemed to be available. But now I've been doing this travel blogging and um, kind of having this digital nomad lifestyle for 16 years, which is longer than I ever had my corporate career, which was 14 years. <laughs> so I've now surpassed. <laughs> so that's kind of the big picture of my timeline, I would say. But it was it started a long, long time ago before there were any resources for any of this stuff, before we even talked about podcasts, really. <laughs> yeah, which is really interesting, right? Because around that time, there was, we didn't even know what remote work was and was there even a word for digital nomads back then? No, no, there wasn't. It's funny. I mean, there were, back in 2006, we didn't have the term digital nomad. We didn't even really, we were just starting the term blog. There were no smartphones. There was no social media. Facebook was around, but it was for college students. Um, so I was really at that kind of beginning, not knowing at all that anything was possible in this realm because it, it never existed. So I think one of the things, you know, we, we hear now all the time about people taking leaps out of their corporate careers and changing careers and hitting the road. Um, back then in 2006, it was a huge decision for me because back then it was such that, you know, you leave a corporate career and you have a, a gap on your resume and it, it was detrimental. It wasn't something that was thought of as typical, it seemed really abnormal and somewhat irresponsible. So, so I think when I was getting ready to take off and I had a really good corporate career. I mean, it was, I had a great job, great life. I just wasn't happy doing what I was doing. And I looked, you know, looked out ahead of, you know, ahead and saw what my life could be. And I didn't want to wait for retirement to climb Kilimanjaro and do things that took more than a week or two of vacation, which is all I was getting. So it was really a decision to try to get out and do some of the things that I always wanted to do that I knew that I was in shape and, and healthy enough that I could do now that I might not be able to do in retirement. And so that was kind of what drove me uh, to get out and actually take this thing called a career break. And the funny thing is, I basically then kind of took that term career break and kind of coined that term for another business that I started when I was on the road actually too. But that was the idea. I wanted to, after I did this, basically, I wanted to teach people how they could also take a career break and have it actually be beneficial to their career. Not that they had to stay out and be this digital nomad the whole time, but they could take a break, travel, learn engage in new cultures, and then still come back and use those experiences to market themselves into either the same career that they were doing or maybe a different career. It wasn't necessarily to stay out all the time as a digital nomad. But so that was some of the kind of the beginnings of this. But the main stuff was like, when I left, I, I basically just had a little website that we called a journal at the time. Yeah. Um, and I did it, you know, so that my family and friends knew where I was because I went out and I was going to do this solo. I wasn't an experienced traveler. Um, it was all going to be new to me. So that's why I started the website. It was really to have other people just be able to 
know where I was and a place to put my photos. That was the other thing. Um, <laughs> and to pack light. I didn't want to take actual physical journals. That was the whole thing because I was going to be living out of a suitcase for a year. And then with absolutely zero knowledge of how, you know, blogs and WordPress and all that stuff worked, all of a sudden I started, people started following along. And I still remember the day when a complete stranger commented on it one of my articles and I'm like, how in the world did they find me? You know, like I was just, I was completely oblivious to how any of that worked. And it's been such a journey kind of growing up with this technology. Is it, you know, and growing up with the change in our society, as well as even the changes in corporations and their budgets and, and moving from print ads and print, you know, advertising and marketing into digital. And, and, you know, a lot of it for me was being in the right place at the right time and turning blogging into a career. So that, I mean, that's, that's basically what happened over the course of 11 years and a lot of changes in the world. (laughs) Well, it's definitely changed a lot since you started to now it's becoming the norm, especially since the pandemic happened before this. People thought that the way we lived was crazy and it wasn't sustainable. And, you know, you're really off when when you're working from anywhere or you're working from home or you're doing remote work. And now everyone's like, how did you, like, how do I make this more permanent, right? Because they got a little glimpse of what it's like. And now it's like you enjoy it because you have more time for yourself. And yeah, you're you're not. You have control mm -hmm. over your life. Yeah, a lot of freedom for sure. Yeah. But it's it's interesting what you did with your life, Sherry, because there's a lot of people that just wait for things, right? Like I'll wait until I'm earning this much or I'll wait until I'm this age. I'll wait until this, this and this happens with my life before I get to that point. And it's a lot of waiting. And sometimes the things that you wait for never happen until you actually go out and do something else. And it kind of just aligns with what your needs are. But you didn't do that. You took that leap. And it's funny because you thought that it was just going to be like a little detour in your life and it became a permanent thing. So if you didn't do that, you still would be maybe in your corporate job right now. Oh, I think about that all the time. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Where would have I been? I can only imagine. But yeah, I mean, I, I waited in some respects because I was, I was still, I was pretty fiscally conservative in a way. So when I decided that I wanted to travel for a year around the world, I looked at finances, I looked at, you know, and there were no resources out there to tell you how to do that at that time (laughs) either. There was one website called Boots and All, and that was it. And it was for like independent travelers who wanted to travel like more than a vacation kind of thing. But that was it. So I basically decided I wanted to do this. Like I was going to quit the job. I was going to travel around the world for a year, do all the bucket list stuff I'd always wanted to do, but I needed to save money. And so where I waited was I actually planned this out probably two years in advance. And I made the decision that I was going to do it. I started telling my closest friends because for me, telling someone that I'm going to do something makes me actually follow through. That's the type of person you don't I want to look bad later. Like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really know how I was going to make it happen. I just knew <laughs> that if I told someone that I would somehow figure out how to make it happen. 
Um, so I, you know, I told my friends, I told my family that that's what I was going to do. And then I, I sat back and waited and saved money and prepared and planned and all of that stuff. But then I went. Um, and yeah, I don't, I'm not someone that likes to, I, I can wait for a while, but I don't want to wait until something falls in my lap. You have to make things happen for yourself. Um, I think it, if you're going to be an entrepreneur and run your own business, you have to have that mindset anyway, um, because, of, because great things may fall into your lap, but you really have to make things happen. One of the hardest things for me was to get used to pitching myself, basically, pitching my blog, pitching, you know, campaigns, all this stuff as, as the years went on. But that concept of pitching something and asking someone for money for what you do was a really hard concept for me. But you have to be able to do it. So you just have to put yourself out there and, and try it, basically. Um, it was a big decision. And it wasn't always and I'm sure you've had this in your own entrepreneurial journey, like it wasn't always super exciting. Like you would think that I would have been like, oh my God, I'm quitting my job and I'm going to go travel for a year. <laughs> this is so exciting. I was, but at the same level, I was also terrified as we all are. And I think that's the beauty of being in a place where you're like starting something new is when you can be on that edge of excited and then kind of equally terrified, yeah. <laughs> but not so scared that it's going to like, you're scared for your life or something like that. It's that it, those two things in combination in the right amounts creates excitement. Well, it's also leaving your comfort zone, right? And that's what a lot of people talk about. You have to leave your comfort zone so that you can grow. And Yes, it sounds really cliche, but it's also very, very true because that's yes. how you grow. It's oh. always scary. You're always, yes, you know. There were a lot of tears shed that first <laughs> year. There really were. And, you know, you think, why in the world would she be crying? She's traveling to all these places. She's going to Kilimanjaro. She's going to New Zealand. I was doing all these amazing things. But there was still this, all of this uncertainty because at that time too, the first year for me, it was just about doing everything I ever wanted to do. I wasn't trying to make money. But within the first three months of being gone, I knew deep down in my heart that I didn't want to go back already. Like I knew that like, oh, I really, I really like this. And one of the things that, that drew me in to this lifestyle was the idea of experiencing something new every day. And that was my drug, basically, uh, to keep traveling. And so from the first, that three months in, I knew that I wanted to stay on the road and I didn't want to go back to New York to my corporate life and, and so on, that I really enjoyed this and I wanted to keep it going for more than a year. But I also knew that I had to make money somehow in order to, to stay on the road and do this. And even at that time, blogging, still not in our vocabulary and certainly not a profession. So I didn't even think about that honestly. And at that point, after my year of kind of fun travel, don't worry about money, what I ended up deciding to do to make money on the road and stay on the road was teach ESL, which at the time was like the main option available to us. Because once again, digital nomad kind of thing and working, you know, from anywhere was not it really an option. Thing. 
Well, there's so much more options right now for everyone because oh, there's just beautiful. Yeah, because there's so many companies that are going remote first and or they're starting like that or companies are now transitioning to remote first work, which is pretty incredible that, you know, jobs that you thought would never become remote are becoming one. And you have yeah. so many options <laughs> to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The pandemic is definitely to thank for moving us our culture and society along in that respect way faster than it ever could have got there itself. Absolutely. Because I don't, I don't think we would have gotten to this point until like years and years and years later. So it it forced it and, and, uh, you know, unfortunately it was a pandemic, but it also has some positives that, that came with it too. Oh, definitely. In terms of this type of lifestyle. And now people are really, understanding what we talk about when we say freedom and they're like, okay, now I get it. I understand what you're talking about when you say there's so much more freedom in this type of lifestyle. So you talked about having your first remote work experience. Was that remote work experience that you have? Was it ESL or did you do that in person? I did do it in person. So it wasn't technically remote, but I stayed on the road. So I, I moved, I sold everything back that I had in the U.S. at that point after my year of travel or so. And then I moved to Vietnam and started teaching English in Vietnam. At the same time, always working on this little blog that I had, which was growing. That was the exact time. This was 2008. I joined Twitter because (laughs) I was curious because it was just like, what is this thing? I joined Facebook because when I was living in Vietnam or when I moved to Vietnam to teach English, it was the way to find, weirdly, it was the way to find apartment rentals in Vietnam. So I got an account and, <laughs> and started using it. So, you know, some kind of, you know, luck in a way. I don't know when Instagram came out. I can't even remember. <laughs> but it was also like, you know, something that I just joined out of curiosity. Yeah. So I was actually living in Vietnam, but I always credit Vietnam, my experience in Vietnam is the place where I learned how to hustle. That's where I really learned how to hustle, where I also learned to have confidence in a bunch of skill in skill sets that I didn't ever think that I had. Um, That's where I started pitching ideas and and coverage and products and stuff like that in my blog. Um, It's when I started glimpsing the idea that I could blog and make money. (laughs) in addition to this ESL thing that I was doing. And even the ESL thing, you know, once I lived in another, I was living in another country as an expat, really, I found all kinds of opportunities outside of ESL that I could do to make money. So it really, that was the piece that opened my eyes to, there are a lot of different things you can do out here in the world. And equally, there are a lot of things that I'm capable of that I never thought I was capable of. And so those two things kind of came together in Vietnam for me. And I stayed there for one year teaching. I was also doing consulting, running website businesses for expats. I was house sitting. I was running my blog. I was doing photography there. So a little bit of everything. And then I also, that was the time I also started an actual website business called Meet Plan Go that was all about career breaks. I did that with a a friend in New York City. So, you know, I was starting to really delve into online businesses um, for the first time. And after I got done with my year commitment in Vietnam, that's when I probably took the leap when I 
didn't have a home anymore. And I officially probably became nomadic in that sense. And I was traveling and I, I decided not to have a home mainly because it was cheaper. Yeah. It was cheaper for me to <laughs> remain on the road because everything I did on the road, I wrote about. So it provided content, which then, and it was interesting and different at that time. So I had all these followers. So it all kind of fed upon each other, the travel and the, and not having a home kind of fed into my whole storyline at the time and made it interesting. So I stayed on the road and I started doing much more budget and slow travel, which was very different than my first year on the road, which was like, I'm going to do everything I ever wanted to do, <laughs> um, which was great. But, you know, I learned how to survive on the road without much money, how to start building all kinds of partnerships with um, tour companies and stuff like that in exchange for coverage on my site. I was also building this Meet Plan Go website and we were offering uh, workshops and stuff like that there. So everything started kind of chugging along. And that was probably 2009 at that time. It's also really great that you learned a lot of these skills that now is also being used, right, with what you're doing yeah. with your current website, with your current business, because I see it all the time with with entrepreneurs. We start one thing and then we realize that it's not really what we want. And then you kind of feel that like, oh, my gosh, I just uh, wasted all that time with this. But then you realize oh. it's like, no, I learned a ton of stuff and I'm bringing it into yep. my next business. And then even if this one doesn't work, I can bring it into the next one. And uh, I think that if you're just starting out and you're feeling like that, don't worry. You're going to be using all those skills with the next one. So yeah. don't feel bad. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I know. Um, yeah. Everything, everything that I've learned can get transferred into what I'm doing now or even things that I'm thinking about next. What ended up happening then after, say, 2009 is then I basically traveled all around the world, uh, really focusing on the blog and um, building out Meet Plan Go. So two different things, because my blog is Ox World, which is my life travels and journey and stuff like that. And Meet Plan Go was a career break website. And I still have it. We've just kind of, it was, sadly, it was a little bit before its time. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think about that all the time. But, you know, still, like you said, all those things that I learned and more importantly, the connections yeah, that I made, absolutely. which was huge, transferred then into me continuing to build out Ots World in my blog, which is what I've been really living off of for the past, you know, 10, 12 years. Um, but I really ramped up my travels. I really leaned into this idea of being a nomad um, and not having a home. And I also, one of the things I started doing was really kind of ramping up what I call like epic journeys. And mainly because I found that people really were interested in journeys from A to B kind of thing, like big kind of life-changing epic journeys. And I liked doing them as opposed to writing things about like what to do in Paris or whatever. Now, granted, this is one of these times where it was probably an interesting point in the career because if I had stuck to what to do in Paris, I might have actually done really well in SEO. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want to get into that because it wasn't interesting to me. What was interesting to me were these big epic journeys and people would follow along, 
but it wasn't necessarily great from an SEO perspective. It's a little bit harder in that well, sense. Well, it's, it's different, right? Like you either have to choose your story and what you really like to do, or you have to kind of write for what's ranking and what's <sighs> being searched. So it's- And how you can make money. And how you yeah. can make money. Well, I was talking to a blogger friend and I actually interviewed him. And one of the things that he ended up doing, which was able to do both, was he would write SEO stuff, right? And that's the stuff that would rank. And then he would also write separate ones just for like the journey aspect of it. And that's how he was like, yeah, I had to balance obviously, but he was like, it's just so hard to write for SEO all the time because it's, uh. you know, yes, it's ranking, but it's not something you're passionate about. And you're like, ah, it's so frustrating because you're like, I'm. and that's really, really hard. (laughs) You're right. It's a dilemma. It's a dilemma we have in blogging and, you know, content creation, I think. And what he did is basically what I've had to agree to do, but I was actually (laughs) really slow to kind of get on the SEO bandwagon. I don't know why I was stubborn, but that's fine. I'm on it now. Um, so, so the epic journeys though were really, really fun. And I did things like, um, I did an adventure race with a few other bloggers very early on, like in 2010, I think, where we bought a car, an inappropriate car in London and drove it all the way to Mongolia oh over the course gosh. of like five or six weeks. That's crazy. Um, That's amazing. Wait, how was. did you, how did you get to Mongolia? Is, was there like a... I know you can go all the way out to like parts of Asia without like, did you go on a boat to get to, or was it The only thing land? we did, the only boat we, it was all land except for we went through the channel. So we started in London and that first day we went through the channel and then we were in Europe and then we drove all through Europe and you could do any route you wanted. There was no support in yeah. this race. There was a beginning party and, and an then- ending party <laughs> and you had to try to make it. Seriously. Yeah. Like, good luck. It was also a charity event. (laughs) Yep. Oh, it was. It was terrifying. Also, one of these things where on that level of like fear and excitement, it was it was really crazy. But yeah, we ended up going through Europe, Eastern Europe, through Ukraine. That's my experience with Ukraine, which is really dear to me. Um, I remember driving through it all. Uh, through Ukraine into southern Russia, into the stands, up through like I don't know, another part of Russia that then borders Mongolia and we entered Mongolia from Russia um, and then drove all the way to Ulaanbaatar. So we did that. (laughs) It was, it was, and we survived and we made it, which was great. Well, these are like the types of like travels I'm interested in. So I'm like, yeah, I would read about that because, well, it's also your niche too, Sherry, because it's like, you're not, you're, you're not technically marketing to readers who just want like a nice, relaxing travel to like Paris, or they just want to go to the Coliseum and eat pasta. You're, you're talking about like adventurers, like who want something extra, like offbeat, you know? (laughs) Yes. I was just going to say, this is where the offbeat comes in. I love doing things that are different. I don't want to be like everyone else, which is also one of the reasons why I was slow to get on the SEO bandwagon. (laughs) Um, You're like, that's what everyone is doing. I don't want that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do something different. I always say one of my kind of mottos is I like to see where everyone's going and then turn around and go the other way. And that's really how I, I lived my life, you know, ever since I made that jump when I left corporate and I got that exhilaration, 
it's, it's been like that for me. And now I'm, I mean, I'm 52 now and I'm still, that's a huge part of my life. Um, I want to be different. I want to be offbeat. I want to do, I want to encourage others to push themselves into being different and not following the pack. Yeah, I love that you go to these different spots, these different places off the beaten track. I mean, that's also how I travel. I like to do that as well. I mean, obviously you want to see the famous spots that you always see, but it's I feel like it's so much more interesting when you go and see things that are more like the background, you know, like um, it's kind of like going into the backstage of the movie theater and knowing what's really there. You know, it's like it's kind of fun. Well, it's that it's curiosity. It's, you know, letting your curiosity guide you in a way. But I always talk about, and I write a lot about this, about like the idea of being an explorer, like the old, like Lewis and Clark, like I'm going to go out and discover things. And then, you know, I want to be the person that, that teaches people about these places and then hopefully encourage them to do similar things. And I think it's really important, especially now in these times of, you know, where we talk about over-tourism, and stuff like that. And so I, I think it's very important to find places off the beaten track and, and try to introduce them to people to show people they have other options other than just going to Paris potentially. <laughs> and even if they just want to go to Paris, that's cool. But how do you even find the different behind the stage kind of things in Paris? Um, Cause there's, there's a lot, there's important. a lot of different spots, like even in the most popular uh, spots, right? Like, as as mm-hmm. a as a New Yorker, there's so much to see in New York than just what people are telling you about. And I'm like, yeah. And I always tell my friends who come and visit, I'm like, don't go there, go here instead. There's so much more to see in these spots, and it's not even far. And they're always so surprised when I tell them like the spots to go to because I'm like, I know, yeah, I know, you didn't know about yeah. it. But <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting. But so I wanted to actually talk about the this new journey that you're planning out, which is this bicycle journey that you're about to start. Can you tell us about that? Because that's also really offbeat and very adventurous <laughs> that you're going to be doing. Yes, I would love to. Um, and it's starting this May, uh, May of 2022. So back when in 1984, I was 14 years old and my father, uh, I think was 47 at the time. And he decided for some unknown reason to start walking to cap- from capital to capital. Uh, this was like before Forrest Gump, <laughs> before anything, right? He just literally decided he was going to start doing this. He hadn't even walked that much before. It was very odd. Anyway, so I was 14. As a teenager, I was completely embarrassed by it. There was nothing that I thought was cool about this. It was weird. <laughs> and you know how you get, you know, it's total teenager, you know, mind frame. But because of that, and he worked full time, he didn't just like take off and quit his job or anything. He was very traditional. He worked full time, but he had this really kind of offbeat, quirky side to him that I was embarrassed by. So through about, you know, 20, 30 years, he actually finished about 21 of the lower 48 capitals, walking from capital to capital and ended up being around close to 5,000 miles that he walked. And he would walk 25, 30 miles a day. My mother ran logistics for him, basically picked him up, 
They communicated by leaving post notes on stop signs Aww. because we didn't have phones. I mean, it was it was all he had paper maps. It was all very fascinating. And he recorded it all in a little cassette player and then typed it all out on our old Commodore 64. And that's what I remember about my teen about my teenage life and beyond was like my dad doing this weird thing. Well, cut to I started traveling finding the uniqueness in myself and my desire to be offbeat. You and become all of a like sudden, your dad. <laughs> yes. You have this aha moment where you're like, holy crap, I am my father. Yeah. And I never thought I was my father. <laughs> like, what, how did that happen? I don't even know. Um, and now and, you think it's that's, cool, you know, right? <laughs> yes. So cool that he's, and he's still alive. He's 85 years old. So is my mom, but, and he's very active, but he's, He's not walking anymore those distances. He probably hasn't for about the last 15 years, I would say. But he just kind of left it. And I feel this great desire now to finish it. But I do not want to walk it. (laughs) One of the other good things, we talked about good things that came out of the pandemic. One of the good things that came out of the pandemic is I became a biker. Mm. Like I never biked before, but I love biking now. And I had this aha moment one day on the bike. And I'm like, that's it. I'm going to finish this capital to capital and I'm going to do it on the bike. Mm. And I'm going to meld these two stories together into a really cool either piece of content, some piece of content or multiple pieces of content. So that's what I'm going to kick off in May. And I'm going to start it with my father and mother who live in South Dakota and finish off his walk that he was in the middle of and had never finished yet, basically to Pierre, South Dakota. And then I'm going to go on and bike from Pier to Bismarck, oh, wow. uh, North Dakota. So I'll, I'll knock two of them off, get my feet underneath me of like, how is this going to all work? Because I don't know. I've not, <laughs> I don't even know how. It, it's a leap. You talk about like going after what you want. It is a leap. I haven't trained probably properly to be doing this many <laughs> miles on a bike. I don't even know what it's going to be like. But I'm going to get out there and do it. And I'm going to learn as I go. And I am going to be sharing this whole story, which is more than just a biking journey, but it's also kind of a family and and very personal journey for myself. It's a legacy Um, that you're continuing from your dad, you know, and that is so beautiful. I'm like, that's a good legacy to keep taking with you and finishing. Yeah. Right. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'll finish it. It might be now my plan is to do like probably five or so, you know, legs Mm -hmm. of this, of the capitals. Um, maybe a year because I still need to continue. I'm still blogging and yeah. traveling and stuff like that. But one of the beautiful things about this is it does still also allow me to use my current platform in a way and deliver this story as well as, you know, travel in the capital cities and more domestically and stuff like that. So it's really exciting. It's like I have all these fun ideas about what it can be, but I don't really know how it's going to take form. And you know, after blogging and doing this for 16 years, even an ideal life, like being a travel blogger, gets boring after a while, <laughs> yeah. in a way. And, and so this has really regenerated or, you know, re-energized me, I would say, in like having this new journey and purpose that I can kind of uh, weave into the stuff that I do already. Yeah. So. Yeah, because it's... um. It's it may be hard to understand if you're not doing this this type of work that you're doing, Sherry, because it's like, oh, it seems like the dream. But there are nuances to it that it can become monotonous in a lot of ways because you do 
tend to do similar things day to day. And even when you're traveling, you know, it can get tiring too. And there's certain things oh, that you don't like. a lot like. of work. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you do something that's off of that and just a little bit different, it does perk up your creativity a bit more and it gives you a little bit more excitement in, in so many ways. But thank you so much for sharing with yeah. us your journey. I'm so excited for you to get started with this. And I love that legacy. And speaking of legacy, Sherry, let's look forward to around 20 to maybe 30 years from now. And you're looking back in your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Oh, Wow. Um, I definitely want the legacy of being what we talked about earlier, an explorer. I want to be one of those explorers. That's what I want to be known for, for teaching others about new places they can go and new ways they can push themselves. Yeah. (laughs) I I want to lean into the offbeat, the quirky and the new. Definitely. Yeah, that is definitely an amazing legacy. And it seems like it is hereditary with your, your, (laughs) you know, your parents, your dad, and then now to you, which is pretty awesome. I love that. So thank you again for being here, Sherry. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, um, they can follow me on Otsworld, O-T-T-S-W-O-R-L-D, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, that's where I'm at on all those. I'll be putting all of the um, biking stuff kind of live as we go and the behind the scenes stuff on Instagram and Facebook for sure. And then of course on my blog, otsworld.com, I'll be following up with all the writing and and so on. And there's a a whole bunch of information there about epic trips that I've done over the years also. So go check it out. I love it. Thanks again. We really appreciate you, Sherry, for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Sherry. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where she shares where to go and when for your next adventure. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey, and I can't wait to hear how your location-independent story will unfold.